I'm titling today's message, People of the Spirit. People of the Spirit. Um, if, you, if you have your notes there with you, which by the way, we are a note-taking church. Um, I, I hope you take notes right alongside with us. That's okay. Uh, if you don't, it's, it's, it's fine. Um, uh, but it is your ticket into heaven. And so... I'm kidding. There are some binders, though, that are in the back. Those are all free of charge. We want you to be that. And here's, here's why I want you to take notes, and if I can just give you my passion for note-taking is, is this. Sometimes God will speak things to you, and, um, and, and I think it's important for us to write them down as God does it. And here's why. Because oftentimes, I don't know, especially as now I'm getting older this year, I hit my 40th birthday this year, and as, thank you, I made it. And so... As I'm coming, I'm realizing my memory's not as good, but I realize that there's things that God will tell me in one season that's actually for another season. And sometimes God will give you a word for today that he just wants you to hold on to because there's gonna come a moment where it gets a little dark and you're gonna wanna revert back to it. We have a lady that's in our church. She takes all of the notes from all the Sunday messages and she's got the binder and it's like filling up, you know, it's kind of like her little thing. And she brings it to her job and she puts it on her desk. And every time an employee comes in with an issue, she often will think about a message she's done and flips to the message that has done in previous years and said, hey, uh, here, read this. And she has them read her notes. Um, I'm not saying you have to do that. That might get you fired. But uh, I'm just telling you that there's something about that happens when we hear it, when we read it, and when we write it that God can do something inside of us. So um, if that doesn't convince you to take notes, then uh, I'm sorry. I don't have any more. Um, I want you to write this down if you are taking notes. I want you to write this down. The way of Jesus is spirit-filled, spirit-led, and spirit-empowered. The way of Jesus is spirit-filled, spirit-led, and spirit-empowered. I want everybody to say that with me. The way of Jesus is spirit and spirit. One more time. Let's do it with all we got. The way of Jesus is spirit-filled, spirit-led, and spirit-empowered. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 3. Luke chapter 3, we're going we're gonna to look at a couple scriptures here, and we're looking at the life of Jesus. That's really what we've been doing, is looking at the life of Jesus. All of us want to be like Jesus. All of us want to model our life like Jesus. All of us want to become more like Jesus. So let's just look at the way that Jesus lived. And in Luke chapter 3, of course, is a story of him being baptized. And I want us to look at this. It says, one day when the crowds are being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying... The heavens opened, and the who? Come on, let's say it. The Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him, on him, okay? That's a huge part there. Descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven. Now, just think about this, that the Father says these words, you are my dearly son, dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Which, by the way, for every father and every mother in here, those are some of the greatest words your kids can hear. My dear, lovely daughter and son, my, 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 you are my beloved daughter, my beloved son. You bring me great joy. And so we see that at this moment that the Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus. And we know that this becomes a, a total game changer because before this moment, um, he was not doing any ministry at all. He was doing the ministry of just being a son in the house. With, uh, with his mother, he was a carpenter that we know as, as his father was, just, just being a son. And here we are, this is the moment that he's going to now get initiated into ministry. And the father knows that there is something that Jesus needs, which is, of course we know is the Holy Spirit. 
immediately following the baptism of the Holy Spirit uh, and water baptism, we see two baptisms actually that happen at this moment, water baptism and the Holy Spirit, immediately, look at Luke 4, 1, literally the next chapter, first verse says this, then Jesus, and watch how it describes him, Jesus, what? Full, listen, I know school's almost out, but I'm still making you read, okay, so, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, okay, he's full of the Holy Spirit, he returns from Jordan River, and he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. And we, we, we all probably know, many of you probably know what happens now. He's getting led into the wilderness. Now think about this for a moment. Most of us want to see the Holy Spirit leading us into paradise and leading us into blessing and leading us into greatness and leading us into success. I mean, no, I don't know anybody that pray, God, will you lead me into the wilderness? But he's full of the Holy Spirit, and he's led straight into the wilderness. And we know this is the moment where he's going to face the temptations of the devil. But I, 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 one of the things that I've, I've, I've always thought about when I think about the story of, the, the, of, Satan, attacking the, um, of Satan attacking Jesus, and we see this in the temptations, is that we see him doing it in the wilderness, and we think that oftentimes it's when Jesus was at his weakest. But how many know he was full of the Holy Spirit? How many know the enemy doesn't just wait for you to get weak? Sometimes he'll do it at your peak, too. Full of the Holy Spirit, and here comes the enemy coming right after him. And watch what happens after all that. We know he successfully... um, avoids all the temptations. He speaks the word of God. It is written, it is written, it is written. He says it three different times. And then look at Luke 4, now verse 14. He comes out of the temptation of the wilderness and the de- with the devil. And it says, then Jesus returned to Galilee. And what's those words right there? Filled. Filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly throughout the region. So he walked into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit. And he walked out of the wilderness Full of the Holy Spirit. Hey, let me tell you why that's good news for all of us. Anybody been in a wilderness season? Come on, let me know. You can get into the wilderness full of the Holy Spirit, and you can come out full of the Holy Spirit. If we are relying upon him, this is what we see modeled throughout the life of Jesus. And last verse I want to show you just about Jesus. We're going to read a bunch of other ones too, but Acts chapter 10. Okay, this probably was in maybe one of Pastor Jamie's messages. Acts chapter 10, verse 38 this is uh, them speaking of Jesus when he was on the earth. So Acts, he's no longer, but speaks of him. And it says, and you know that God anointed. Everybody say anointed. We're, we're going to come to that in just a minute. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. And now here we go. We add an, a second one. And with and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So now, look, we've, we've read through four verses. Do you notice a common theme in the life of Jesus? He was a man that was submitted to the work of the Holy Spirit in his life from the moment he began public ministry. The work of the Holy Spirit enabled him to accomplish the Father's purposes on his life. And here's the good news that I share today at our Eunice campus, is that the same Holy Spirit that filled, led, and empowered Jesus is the same Holy Spirit that wants to fill, lead, and empower you. Anybody receive that today? That he wants to do that in in your life. Let me show you. Let's look at scripture. Luke 24, 49, Jesus says 
this to his disciples right before he's about to leave. And he says, and now I'm going to send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes. And what is he going to do? He's going to fill you with power from heaven. Now think about this. These guys are thinking, okay, Jesus is about to ascend. They've got some work to do. I mean, there's a, there's a gospel to be preached. There's people to be reached. There's miracles to do. There's churches to plant. All of these incredible things. We've got to get this good news out there. And Jesus says, hey, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you get to work, because we've got some work to do. But before you get to work, I want you to stay right here. How many of you in here have a problem with just kind of staying still? Like you are a person that likes to stay busy doing work. Anybody in here? Come on. Let's be honest in here. Like, you don't, like I got I to gotta go. You wake up and it's like, let's go. Let's get this thing. Let's, let's get it. Let's move. And I think these disciples are a lot like that. Like, let's go. Let's get after this. Okay? I want to start baptizing some people. I want to get after some of this stuff. Jesus, I saw all that you did. It's our turn. Let us go. And he says, hey, before you do that, though, you're going to need something. And it's not just a something, it's a someone. You're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. Because if you're not careful, watch this, if you're not careful, you'll try to do God's work under your strength. And it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work at all. Doing God's work under your strength is not going to work. So he says, I'm going to give you some power. Now that word power, if you want to write this, is, is a Greek word that's dunamis, D-U-N-A. M-I-S, D-U-N-A-M-I-S. And here's what that word means. Dunamis is the word force, strength, might, power, ability. This is the, the word of force, strength, might, power, and ability. All right. So when I got married, I got married at 21. Um, so that's, we just celebrated our 19th anniversary in April and when I got married at 21, they, the, the, the guys that were close to me, Pastor Jamie was a part of this, hosted, um, and I don't know what they call this now, like a man shower? I don't know what they call that now. Is there a word for that? Is that what I, I gave it? I gave it. It's a man shower. Okay, so, you know, have, I have a baby shower and a, and a wedding shower for the bride and all that stuff. They, they did like a man shower for me, and, and the guys, you know, got me some tools, okay, because I was 21. I didn't really have a lot of tools. You know, they gave me some tools and, and things that, that will help me. And, and I don't, y'all probably don't know this about me. I'm not really the Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Okay, like I can help fix hearts. Homes, not so much. Um, cars, not so much. I, I, I've learned now that, I've, that I'm a homeowner, kind of how to fix things. But I want to show y'all, this was the, the first screwdriver I ever got, was this, this one right here. This has seen me through a lot of stuff. I just want y'all to know, Okay. I've put up, I've hung a lot of frames, okay? I've, I, have, I have taken care of a lot of things. I have tightened so many cabinets with these screws. I can't imagine what it's like. This, um, this was, it's been such a handy dandy tool. And at some point in my son's life, when he is finally able to be honored and bestowed, I will bestow this upon him, okay? With the honor of being, you know, an, an incredible screwdriver. This has been great. But there is something that happened in my life mm, probably about five or six years ago that radically revolutionized my life. Okay, just, just it, took, it took my home improvement skills from like a 10 to a 1,000. 
And it's when I got this baby right here. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all know, when, when you get one of these right here, I look at my wife and I'm like, you just point the direction. You just tell me what you want. I, I, I can destroy it. I can fix it. I can build it. As soon as I got this, I felt like I crossed into manhood. I felt like I was still in boyhood while I was with this. I was in manhood when I stepped up to this one. Okay, this is a whole nother level. Okay, we're talking about 20 volts here. Okay, this is like, I'm not talking about 12 volts. I'm talking about 20 volts, okay, of power. Like, can you feel that? When that just, it just makes you just want to do something, okay? This is how it was for me. When, when, I, when I got this, I, when, when I was uh, building my first fence, okay, this is what I had in a hammer. This is no lie. Like this and a hammer and doing nails. I had some guys come over. They brought this and they brought a pneumatic like nail gun. I was like, y'all have not been my friends for a long time. Y'all haven't shown me what's going on. Y'all didn't even show me what I was missing when I began to get this because this is what it was. Think about this. So much of my life was this. But then when this came along, what took me hours took me minutes. took me minutes. Why? All because I got the power, okay? Without this, this is, this is still nothing. But man, when you click this thing in, it's a, it's a game changer. Come on, men. Is it a game changer? Come on. It is a game changer when this happens. And it reminds you of what Corey Tim Boone said when she said this about, think about this. Okay, now I want you to think about this in, 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 the, in the world of the spirit world. So many of us are trying to follow Christ, be like Christ, and do what Christ is telling us to do, but we're doing it like this. And listen, does this get the job done? Yes, it does. But let me tell you something. You're tired, you're exhausted, you're worn out, takes longer than it should. Okay, I'm here today to tell you that God's given you an access to power that allows you to do things and accomplish things in a lot quicker time than you could doing this. So this is a picture of our spiritual walk. Are we saved? Are we going to heaven? Absolutely. But there is a power that comes from heaven that comes and accesses into our life to be able to do it. And Corey Tim Boone said it this way. Watch what Corey Tim Boone said. She said it this way. She said, trying to do the Lord's work in your own strength is the most confusing, exhausting, and tedious of all work. But when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the ministry of Jesus flows out of you. Come on, that's incredible. The ministry of Jesus flows out of you. Come on, how many know in here? Listen, you can parent all you can, but come on, how many know? Parenting with the Holy Spirit's a whole nother ball game. Come on, you don't just need the Holy Spirit for a Sunday. Come on, you need the Holy Spirit for Monday. Some of us need the Holy Spirit just to go to Walmart, okay? Like, you need the Holy Spirit to do what God has called you to do. I need, I need the Holy, listen, 19 years, I'm praying that there's another 50 attached to that, but I need the Holy Spirit to do it, okay? I need the Holy Spirit to get married, to stay married. I need the Holy Spirit to walk in my purpose. I need the Holy Spirit to live in freedom in my life. I need the Holy Spirit, you and I. Desperately need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit on our life is a game changer. So here's my question. Here's my question. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit and the disciples needed the Holy Spirit and all of the church in the book of Acts needed the Holy Spirit, how much more do we? 
How much more does the present day and age, and hey, can we just all really be honest right now? We are living in some very dark times. And, and I'm going to go ahead and just give a heads up, okay? Here's a PSA. It's not going to get better. Read the Bible. It gets worse. Our world's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. Our nation's probably going to have some even harder things. I mean, so many things are coming under attack, especially the church and the Christians. And I'm going to just tell you right now, I, I pray that you can make it, but, but you're going to desperately need the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to need them. And so when it comes to the power of the Holy Spirit, I, w- I want to give us two thoughts today. Uh, we, could, we could go into so many different things. Um, let, me, let me just say this, um, and, and, and a lot of this is depending on how you were raised, too. Because I think the way that the enemy wants to work is the enemy wants to bring a lot of uh, stuff around the, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And I always say there's usually a couple of things that I always come up against whenever we preach on the Holy Spirit is um, we, we have people who are either confused, okay, just don't know who the Holy Spirit is, um, confused about the teachings of the Holy Spirit. I hear different people teach about it. I'm just, I'm just very, very confused, okay? Another one is that there are people when they think about the Holy Spirit, they think of crazy, they think of crazy. I don't know if any of y'all been in a crazy church, um, but I have. And, 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 you know, people run around, and there's all this stuff that's happening, and you're not quite sure, and you're wondering, like, at what point does the Kool-Aid come out? Are there snakes happening? Like, what's going on here? And all this stuff that's going down, and it just can seem really, really crazy and out of order, and it's very chaotic. Um, so there's confused, there's crazy, and then there's some of you that are just extremely cautious, and it's maybe because you've been burnt by people who claim to be full of the Holy Spirit, but they were not. And people who have, who have blamed the, or who have used the Holy Spirit as a way to really get what they wanted. And so you're really cautious kind of about it because it's like, been there, done that, touched the hot stove, don't want anything to do with it. But I'm just here today to tell you, listen, even though if mama burnt, burnt the biscuits once, it means you still get back in the kitchen. Okay, um, just because you've had a bad experience doesn't, I, listen, if there's anything that the enemy would want you to do is to be confused, cautious, and think it's crazy. So that way you don't go to the one thing that could be the greatest game changer in your life. So I'm here today to hopefully clear confusion, hopefully help you understand that it doesn't have to be crazy. It can be powerful, doesn't have to be crazy. And I, I just want you to know today that the, that the power of the Holy Spirit is available to you and wants to be active in your life, but you're gonna realize here that you've gotta want it, receive it, fill it, you know, fill, led, receive, empowered of what he wants to do in your life. So the Holy Spirit empowers you, and I wanna speak to that in, in two ways. Number one, to live like Jesus, to live like Jesus. Come on, anybody in here want to live like Jesus? You want to be like Jesus? Do what Jesus did? Look what Luke 4 speaks of when it speaks of Jesus and this relationship, this incredible intimate relationship that he had with the Holy Spirit. It says in Luke 4, 18, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has, what's that word? There it is. It's anointed me. Now watch why the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And watch why Jesus was anointed. To bring good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim the captives to be released. The blind will see and that the oppressed will be set free. Jesus is anointed and he knows why he's anointed. He's been endued with power and he knows why. Which begs me to ask the question, do you know why? Do you know why God has anointed you? Why God has empowered you? 
Because when you understand what God has anointed you for, then you understand the problems he's called you to solve. When you understand what you've been anointed for, you don't run from those problems, you run to them. Come on, how many know Jesus didn't run from the poor? He ran to the poor. He didn't run from the broken. He ran to the broken. He didn't run from the demoniacs. He ran to the demoniacs. Why? Because he knew he was anointed for such a moment as that. And when you understand what you have been anointed to do, you don't run from it when everybody else runs from it. You run to it because you know you're anointed for it. Are y'all with me? Okay, God has anointed you in such a way. Think about this. Uh, Noah was anointed to build an ark. Joseph was anointed to be wise uh, with the resources of a nation and lead an entire nation through a famine. Come on, how many know? You think he needed the Holy Spirit to do that? Nehemiah, Nehemiah was anointed to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Peter and Paul were anointed to plant churches. There is a difference between being gifted and being anointed, by the way. Being gifted means you're really, really good at a skill set. Being anointed means God backs it up. It's one thing to be gifted. It's another thing when God backs you up. It's one thing to be, I mean, it's one thing to sing songs, which I just want to say, y'all two are incredibly anointed. Um, Because there's one thing to sing songs, there's another thing to lead anointed worship. Two totally different things. See, because it's not giftings that breaks the yoke of slavery. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke of slavery. It's the anointing that heals. Listen, you can be a counselor, but you can have anointed counseling. You can preach, but you can have anointed preaching. You can sing, you can have anointed singing. You could run a business and be gifted in running a business, but not anointed to run the business. Listen, you need to understand what you are anointed for. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, upon me, not just so that I can sit and have worship for five hours. No, no, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because I've got work to do. He's anointed me to go preach good news, to preach to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set people free, to have blind eyes open. I know what God has anointed me for. So he would go spend time with his father. The Holy Spirit would come upon him. And guess what? He got to work. Let's go. I'm going to get to work. Some of you are gifted in so many different ways. The Holy Spirit anoints you to bring the kingdom of God into every area of your life. How many of know you? Somebody is sick. The Bible says that you are anointed to lay hands on the sick and believe for them to be recovered. God has anointed you for this, and every single person in here has different giftings and different talents and different different personalities. And God can anoint that in such a way for a purpose. Some of you may be anointed to teach. Okay, some of you are anointed to be a school teacher and be with kids. I don't have that anointing, but some of y'all do. Thank you. So, listen, how many know there are some doctors who are anointed to, to, to find the sickness and to be able to treat and help? They're anointed to do those things. Some people are wise in that. Some people are, are, are anointed to do so many different things in, in, in the world, and God has called us to be able to, to receive his Holy Spirit. So I want you just to think through this. Our, our passion as a church is to help you find your purpose, but then to help you understand that the Holy Spirit will then come behind that and anoint you to do that in such a way that brings radical change and brings the kingdom into wherever you are. How many believe God can do that? Some of y'all, God is doing that right now. I mean, have you ever just got done with, with something that you did and you just knew like that was God? You ever had that? You're like, the Lord just gave me that. I know I'm not that good. Like he just gave me that. He, he gave me 
that wisdom. He gave me that moment. He gave me that gifting. He gave me that ability. And so God will anoint us to do his kingdom work. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to live like Jesus, to, to go and bring the kingdom into whatever places he's called us. Number two, though, is the Holy Spirit empowers us to become like Jesus. And what I mean by that is that the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do, but more importantly, I think the Holy Spirit gives us the power to be, to be like Jesus. Because I don't want to just do what Jesus did, but, don't, I don't wanna, but not be like Jesus. I, I don't want to be able to have the giftings and not have the character. I want to have the character that goes along with the giftings. Okay, I know a lot, listen, I know a lot of preachers who are anointed preachers, but their character is lacking. And because they have not pursued the Holy Spirit to make them more like Jesus, their giftings have actually disqualified them from ever standing back on the pulpit because their character has not matched the gift. And God wants our character to match the giftings that he puts on, the, on, on us and the giftings he's put inside of us. He wants our character to match all of that. And the Holy Spirit's real number one goal beyond the advancement of the kingdom of God that you would be witnesses is that you would be more like Jesus. So I don't care if you're preaching, if you can speak in tongues, but if you can't be nice and kind and loving and full of grace and truth, it doesn't matter. Are y'all with me? Okay. It doesn't matter if you can, whatever gifting you have, if you are not accompanied with the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit, which really that's the greatest testament of someone who is filled with the Spirit is they have the fruit of the Spirit. That they, they listen to me, you don't have the power to change yourself. Let me show you what Galatians 5 says. Galatians 5 says it this way. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Here's the results. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry. It's a whole list. Y'all just bear with me for a moment here. Sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Sounds like South Louisiana. Um, come on, somebody. This is not. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's verse 22. Here's our, here's our good news, though. But the, who? Holy but the Holy Spirit. Watch what he does. He produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Here we go. Let's keep finishing it, though, because sometimes we can stop there. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and the desires of their sinful nature to his cross and they have crucified them there. And since we have done that, we are living by the Spirit. Let us, I love this, because it's like a corporate thing. Hey, let us follow the Spirit's leading, and here's where I think it's the most important part right here, in every part of our lives. Let us, because 
We are not our own because we have been bought with a price because of what Christ has done on the cross for you and I, for our sin, what he's done for us. Let us crucify our desires, crucify our pleasures, crucify ourselves. Let us follow the Spirit's leading, living by the Spirit in every part of our lives. When the Holy Spirit comes in, he wants to be in every part of our lives. There is no room in your heart that he does not want access to. He wants every part, every part of our lives. And the Holy Spirit produces. I love this because I, I want you to, to just, first off, get the freedom of this. The Holy Spirit produces the fruit. Religion, which is what we just sang about, break down the walls of all my religion. Religion says this, you've got to produce the fruit. I've, I'm just going to be more loving. How has that worked for you? You might be good on Sunday. Come on, Monday comes around real quick. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be more patient. How's that working out? I'm going to be joyful. Okay, the Holy Spirit produces the fruit. This is, goes back to John 15 where Jesus says that apart from me, you can do nothing. But when I am a part of him, he can do everything. Any of y'all walk by an apple tree and heard those apple branches going, <laughs> Poop. <laughs> there you go. No. It is a natural byproduct that a tree that's connected to the trunk, that's connected to the root source, will naturally bear fruit. So, hey, this is good news for all of us. Ready? Take the pressure off. You want to be more loving, you want to be more joyful, you want to be more patient, you want to be more kind, you want to be more gentle, okay? It is an active submitting to, being filled, and being led by the Holy Spirit in our lives, and he produces that out of our life. Love flows out of our life. Love begins to change. The reason why oftentimes we're not loving is because we're letting our sinful nature lead, but, but, but a couple weeks ago, Pastor Jamie reminded us that it's not just acknowledgement of God as our Savior. It is an allegiance to God as our Savior, which means if he is Lord of all, come on, I mean, no, then my will, my, everything of me has to submit to the king. And so I say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? How do you want me to handle this? And he will lead and he will guide. So I've got some questions. Who's going to give you the power to change? Who's going to give you the power to break addictions? Who's going to give you the power to honor God with your body? Who's going to give you the power to live in freedom? God, by the power of his Holy Spirit, wants to change the way you think, change the way you speak, change the way you make decisions, change the way you work, change the way you parent, change the way you live to be more like Jesus. So the question we've got to ask ourselves is, how do I walk by the Spirit? How am I led by the Spirit, living by the Spirit, because it is a cooperation. It's not just like, okay, God, you just do whatever you want, and I'm going to just sit here, and you just take over. No, there is a cooperation with. So it's kind of like we're, we're partnering together in this. And so um, I, I want you to maybe, if you want to write this down, you can. But to walk in the Spirit is to live moment by moment in dependency upon him, 
sensitive to his voice, and obedience to him. How do we walk in the Spirit? How are we led by the Spirit? Well, moment by moment. Okay, so it can't just be a Sunday thing. It can't just be when, when, when the ladies are leading us in worship, okay, now I am, and then we go and do our own thing. No, no, no. As soon as I leave here, I'm gonna have to be moment by moment, I'm gonna have to be dependent upon him. I'm gonna have to be sensitive to him, and I have to be obedient to him. So I'm dependent. I mean, God, I, I desperately need you. God, I can't do this day without you. Okay? And then, and then I'm quiet enough and sensitive enough to what, to what he's speaking. And God will speak many ways, by the way. God will speak through his word. God will speak through whispers. God will speak through your conscience. How many know God will speak through other people? God can speak through a Bible study. God can speak through so many different ways that God can speak to you. But I'm sensitive. Okay, Holy Spirit, I feel like that's you. And, and, then, and then ultimately, life transformation happens not by information, but by application. So now I'm going to obey. Now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to walk this out. He says, okay, you know, Holy Spirit, you got into an argument with your spouse, and, and, and you kind of step away for a moment. And you go before the Holy Spirit and go, what, what, what do I do in this situation? How do I handle this woman you gave me, Lord? And he looks at you and he says, you need to go apologize. And then you're like, get behind me, Satan. That's not you. That's not. No, you need, to go, you need to go humble yourself and you go apologize. And then you're like, any other words? <laughs> no, you need to humble yourself and you go apologize. And listen, and you, you, can, you can feel the conviction. You can hear the Holy Spirit say that. But how many know nothing changes? Until you obey. Nothing changes until you obey. And just walk in obedience to whatever that is. And, and, and here's, here's what I want all of us to understand in here. Obedience is our responsibility. Outcome is his. Okay? So when you're walking and being led by the Spirit, obedience is your responsibility. Outcome is his. Well, she didn't change. Well, maybe not right there. But you did what you're supposed to do. God told you to give that money. You just did it. Well, I, I, I'm not, I didn't, nothing happened like I wanted to. It's okay. It, it wasn't for your plans, and sometimes God's plans looks different than your plans. Anybody ever figure that out yet? God's plans look very different than your plans. God th- thinks that God's doing is, is, is do- so, so obedience is my part. Outcome is his part. What we want, watch this, what we want is we want outcome to be our part and obedience to be his part. But listen, Jesus already did all that he needed to do. Now he's waiting on us to do what we need to do. He's already gone to the cross. He's already paid the price. He's already, he's already given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us every tool that we need. And the truth is, some of y'all have this literally available to you. You've just chosen to pick up the other one. God, I got it. And here's what God does. God goes, okay. And if y'all had your children, like, Dad, I got it. Dad, I got it. And you know there's a better way, easier way, and a lot easier way. But they're like, I got this. And they're just sweating. And you know you've got this. So uh, I'm just here today to tell you that there is a toolbox that has access to this, that you have access to. There's power that's available in your life to break that addiction that you've been trying to do for so long. But God has the ability to do it. Is it going to be easy? No. It's not always easy. 
Oftentimes it's very difficult, and oftentimes it's a process. It's not always instantaneous in a moment. But I'm daily coming before him, moment by moment, in dependency with him, sensitive to his voice, and obedient to him. Which leads to my last point, if you want to write this down, and that is that living by the Spirit is not a one-time event, it is a daily choice. It is not a one-time event, it is a daily choice. We daily submit, daily surrender, daily listen, daily obey to his voice. I'm going to read one passage of scripture. It's not on yours. I, I, I know that's not allowed here, but I'm going to go ahead and put it in there. But this morning, God gave me a verse, and I'm going to give it to you. It's Psalms 92, verse 10. It's how I want to end today's message. And I want to read it to you. Uh, I'm not quite sure what translation this out of. I didn't, I didn't look when I looked it up. But um, it's Psalms 92, 10, and it says this, your anointing has made me strong and mighty. And you've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. Can I just read that again? Would y'all just do this? Would you just close your eyes right there where you are? I wanna want just read this and I just want this to be a word for you. And maybe for some of you, this is a word, a word in due season right now for just where you are. Let me just read it. I, I just want you just to, just to say, man, I, just, I want you to receive this. Okay, there's nothing we got to work for. I just want you to receive this word for you, that your anointing has made me strong and mighty. You've empowered my life for triumph by pouring fresh oil over me. Many of you may be in here, you feel stale, you feel exhausted, you feel tired, maybe disconnected. And today, the Holy Spirit just wanted to come and just remind you that he has everything you need. You have access to it. The cross has already given us access to this. I pray that you don't just have an understanding of the Father and a relationship with Jesus, but that you have an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, right now, I ask this. Just like a car needs fresh oil in order to run the way that you've called it to run, God, I pray that you would pour fresh oil into your people right now. We can't rely on old oil. We need fresh oil. And your word says here that you pour fresh oil over me. And so if you're here in this room um, and you just say, I know that's, that's me, I just, I just need a fresh pouring of the Holy Spirit in my life right now. Would you just raise your hand just so I know who I'm, who I'm talking to? Okay, thank you, thank you. So many hands going up, thank you. Would you just lift your, both of your hands just right there where you are? And I, I, I think this is, this is, how do we respond to the Holy Spirit? We just acknowledge that he's here. We invite him and just say, hey, I, I'm listening. Holy Spirit, do you have anything to say? I'm listening to what you wanna say right now in this moment. Holy Spirit right now. Jesus, we need you. Holy Spirit, we love you. And God, we thank you so much for the incredible voice of your Holy Spirit, the presence of your Holy Spirit. You're here. You're here. 
So may the posture of our hands be an outward display of the posture of our heart this morning. Open, ready to receive. Holy Spirit, come. And would you rest on your people? Would you fill your people? Would you lead your people? Would you empower your people? Would you refresh your people? Would you encourage your people? Holy Spirit, would you come? Maybe some, you're, you're coming and bringing conviction right now. Areas that we've allowed our sinful nature to have too much room. We have allowed our thought process to be not towards you, but towards flesh and toward things of this world. And so Father, we just thank you right now. Holy Spirit, you are lovingly revealing those things to us because you're drawing us closer to you. You love us so much that you acknowledge and, and show us the areas of our hearts that are not submitted to you. So Lord, we just repent of those things. We empty of ourselves. God, I pray, Lord, that you would pour your oil of anointing on your people.